Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Mental Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily community meditation, where today we're talking about the mercy seat. So in the Old Testament, inside of the tabernacles, there was the Holy of Holies. And inside of that Holy of Holies, there was the Ark of the Covenant. And the top or the covering of the Ark of the Covenant was what was called at, what was called the mercy seat and had the cherubim on the ends of it. Now, this word for mercy seat can also be translated as the atonement cover. The atonement cover. A couple days ago was the Day of Atonement on the calendar here. This is, I'm recording this. And I've just been thinking about this. This this phrase, the mercy seat, keeps coming to mind lately. Mercy seat is also the atonement cover. And in the Old Testament, it was only one day of the year when the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies. And make atonement for the sins of the people for the year. Now he had to offer a sacrifice first for himself to be able to enter in there. And then he would make atonement for the sins of the people for the year. And it's also interesting. You look at the the mercy seat, the atonement cover. That's where God promised that he would meet with the people. Where he would speak to them. With either Moses or the high priest. So here's what it says in Exodus 25 verse 22. It says, "There there I will meet with you. And from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak to you about all that I will give you in commandment for the sons of Israel. So where did God speak from? He spoke from above the mercy seat, above the atonement seat. I think we've got some connections we're going to start making with this into what Jesus has done for us in the upcoming days here. But I feel like God wants to teach us something about this atonement cover or the mercy seat today. So we're going to take communion over this, asking him to reveal whatever he wants to reveal to us about the mercy seat and what this means for us today. Let's get started with the daily prayer. And then we'll get into our time of communion after that. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody who's watching or listening, their families, their friends, everybody connected to them and all of our church and governmental leaders. I thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. I thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. And that Jesus was struck down, he was smitten, bruised and pierced and crushed and destroyed, all so that you could be on our side, that you could be fighting for us. And I keep asking that you, the Father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you more and more. That the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead, you seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. 
expand our borders and our territory, expand our capacity to receive everything you've given us in Christ, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today. And help us make the most of those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes. And do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal. And do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And Father, we're asking for your help today. Teach us about this mercy seat. How that was the location where you would meet with them. And I just think of atonement. I think of at-one-ment. Becoming one, being reconciled to God was what happened on the day of atonement. And think about it. They said, that's where I will speak with you. At the place where we become one, that's where I speak with you. And Father, we're just asking for you to teach us about this and what it means for us today. And we thank you the night Jesus was betrayed. He took the bread. And he said, this is my body. Broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And Father, you laid upon Jesus the punishment that we deserved. And by his stripes you've been healed. He was crushed and destroyed by you. Smitten by you. So that we could be right and holy and perfect in your sight. All through his one sacrifice. And you raised him up from the dead. And you seated him at your right hand. And you raised us up together with him. And made us sit together with him. And we get this opportunity today to remember. We've been made one with you. We've been reconciled together with you. Through the sacrifice of Jesus. And so I thank you for this bread and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Let's go and take our bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. And it's the forgiveness of sins that released us from darkness and transferred us into the light. We get to have this covenant relationship with you, Father. And so I thank you for this cup and ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. Let's go ahead and take our juice. So normally after our time of communion, we talk about some practical health and fitness tips. Because I think physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith. And so something I've been practicing myself lately is being very aware of my breathing, being very aware of my, my level of presence as I'm doing my exercise. Now with the breathing, you want to inhale as you're in the recovery portion of the, of the movement. And you want to exhale as you do the movement. But you want your, your breathing to actually lead your movement. Think about your movements coming out on a bed of air. Your movement is gliding out on a bed of air. Easy, graceful, beautiful, 
Just like the Holy Spirit is supposed to lead our movements, our breathing is supposed to lead our movements. It takes so much of the effort and struggle out of the movement when we get this right. But I hope this is enough for today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center.com.